let's listen to really smart people, <laughs> take what they have to offer, and use it as our own. Kind of how we got through school. <laughs> <laughs> Bam. We're back. Nick is putting on his headphones. He doesn't care about the hair. We're back. Yep. I do, but I've been told to not, so I'm working. Yeah, on. yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Zach, mine seems loud. Oh, uh, exactly. Because that other mic was on from the last time. Oh, okay. I like where we're going here. Oh, that's hey, right. I thought I would call have, have we ever come in with something so hot off the press that it just got published? Yeah, it's funny. You were telling me, and I'm like, when when was it published? And we were like, what, two days ago? Yeah, February 5th, three days ago. Three days ago. I am a man that keeps you're up right with on constant uh, change. If you don't, you're behind. That's it. As soon as, as soon as it's out, we're already behind. Yep. I uh, had an epiphany this morning when I was just sitting drinking coffee that I could probably figure out a way to search what current trends were. Okay, and that's... And it just happened. You just happened today? Yeah, it was like... There's an easy Why button. did it take me the last two years? To <laughs> like, you almost feel stupid. There's after an you... easier way to do this. Yeah, all right. Uh, but, you know, what I found, and we've had this struggle before, we cover a lot of things broadly, and we try to simplify it. Don't doesn't always happen. But I think we've covered, I, I bet the top five to six trending health studies on social media right now that are current We've covered them, but we've covered them in in large, um, bigger studies where there's side effects or there's outcomes, and we will announce it, but we don't really go into detail. Maybe just for that one issue, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's what they were all popping up. They were little. They were little uh, more detailed nuances of changes or outcomes that we had mentioned in previous studies. That um, I don't think we hit home on something this significant. Yeah. Right. I just now noticed. So you printed this off. Yeah, I gave you the twenty-nine page. The twenty, yeah, twenty-nine page. Well, fifteen, I think, are just the cited sources. I don't think it hit me. I'm going to check these. I mean, you can keep talking if you want, but I wonder. So I, I just now noticed it's a meta-analysis systemic review. And I don't I wonder if it's all just the a, a summation of a lot of studies from before. Yeah, I think. I guess I thought it was a new study, but it's a new meta-analysis. It's a meta-analysis of all the studies that they could find, and they only end up keeping like eight of them. So okay. a little bit about what we're talking about today. Every day on podcasting, on social media, YouTube, whatever it is, there's a big push for cold water immersion. So people taking ice baths. Yeah, we were uh, down. There's kind of an area of our fitness center that we're trying to figure out what to do with it and you remember we were down there a week or two ago and yeah. like one of the guys walking by we were in there messing around and somebody walks by and, and you're like hey you know and then we start chit-chatting like so what do you think we should do with this space and he's like cold tub yep you know cold I mean? tub Gage <laughs> males are all seen on social media is uh ooh, i need a cold tub or they're listening to somebody like rogan who yeah every day he gets up jumps in the cold tub even though he doesn't want to and he just to look jacked mm -hmm. right exactly so then we kind of thought like are really that many people going to jump in this damn thing and are exactly. we going to make a dime off of it i feel like yeah the after that conversation i feel like as we kept talking to him i, I felt like it it became clear like i don't know that anybody would <laughs> yeah. would do that and pay money for it anyway exactly but yeah, for sure. I think it's it's always one of those things. It's it's fascinating to me how much this is caught on. You know what I mean? Like just the social media push behind the cold tub is is definitely real. Exactly. I mean, I see um, clips on a daily basis, if not daily, 
every other day where it's somebody like Huberman yeah. or somebody like Rogan um, talking about the benefits of cold water immersion or getting in a cold tub, whatever. And so we touched on this topic about muscle growth and strength gains a little bit in our first episode. That's it. Yeah, our first one, it was kind of very much, I think, like you said, an overview. Right. You know, like we're talking about this, we're talking about that. We're talking about a lot of different things uh, related to cold tub. And today we wanted to zero in on one thing specifically. Mainly because it's trending on social media. Yep. I don't think we did a great job of isolating this because I think this is a part of cold water emergency immersion. My gosh. Man, you're having trouble with that word. Wow, I was doing well earlier until our uh, recorder went bad. <laughs> we were on a roll. We were on a I roll. I don't remember where we no, talked. I, yeah. I think a lot of stuff we talked about, I don't think it's on there. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> now we're all flustered. But, but we were talking about this when it, when we realized it wasn't recording is <laughs> what what is the main reason guys go to the gym for? Get jacked. Jacked. Right. What's jacked? And and yeah, we, we, we were talking. It, it's really, you get to a certain point, uh, and I think we said early 20s, it's really, most guys don't want to look like a, you know, roided out bodybuilder. It, right. It's more, I just want to look good in a bathing suit. I think through your high school years, numbers matter, like, oh, I, you know, how much you bench, how much you squat, how yes. much you deadlift, and then you get into your 20s. Maybe you get into the dating pool and realize nobody really cares about numbers. Yeah. yeah. There's um, never been a girl ask how much you bench how much when you you're bench. at the bar. Right. Yeah. yeah. All they really, it's just, do I look good? Yes. Right. So Am that's I really what it turns into. Did all that. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> so, and at the end of the day, being jacked, I think is being ripped, low body weight, fat percent mm -hmm. and yeah. having uh, defined muscles. Muscle right? up, fat down. Yes. Yep. And so I think this is hugely important because we see, uh, it's a it's a broad demographic down there from I would say fourteen year old mostly males mm -hmm. to probably fifty year old men maybe a little bit older that are in the gym every day because they want to be jacked mm -hmm. right I tell you so we see all these purported benefits of cold water immersion maybe there's a few ads out there of jacked guys in the cold tub ooh yeah I don't know if that's not true. many women ever yeah. but I told you we met with this company that makes cold tubs they want us. <laughs> and I'm picky and choosy about who I partner with. Yeah, fair. Um, they really wouldn't let me in the tub with a bathing suit on. They, they, they didn't, didn't want to shoot. Fit. Yeah, no, no, no. For, yeah, I don't. I don't know why they, they show me this video of them doing their their video shootout in Palm Beach, and they didn't invite me to this. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> they said, Jason, you you're not exactly Palm <laughs> Beach material. People are going to buy these if they see you in the cold tub. <laughs> What did shock me, but then we just talked about this uh, as Zach messed up the recorder. Oh, you got you got to put it on me. Huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, we've just said that a few times now. I was surprised at how many um, they had. They paid influencers to get in these things. How right. many girls or females were in these tubs? And then kind of the light bulb went off. What you've realized that maybe men on social media like to see attractive women. Hold, hold, hold on, stop, in bikinis. Stop the press. Here. <laughs> <laughs> You're telling me. <laughs> That, that going through the data doesn't sell as well as putting a woman in a bikini does? I think they are, they're on to something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we were talking, like, are there many women that really do the cold tub thing, or is that a uniquely kind of male bro thing to do? I don't know. I would guess the statistics have to be more male-dominated. I would guess. I Again, would guess. But maybe we're wrong, but... yeah. 
I mean, my wife's cold every second of the day, That's every what I day mean. of the year. So I don't know if she's ever, whatever, whatever. Unless yeah. she, somebody had to tell her a hundred percent. Yeah. Here's the study. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. You have the genes for this. Right. Yeah. You will live for, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you will never get terrible yeah. disease. You'll never have to exercise. You'll have That's it. no All you body do fat. Is this. You're going to be great. Yeah. Right. Yep. Short of that. I don't, I, I don't know. Yeah. My no. wife's the same way. Like Which, uh, cold. Mm-mm. Us guys, anything that gets thrown onto any podcast and they say it's good. We're in. In. Yeah. We're trying That guy it. looks good. Wow. <laughs> I mean, my, my midsection is going to look like that guy if yeah, I just jump right. in a cold tub. Because I do feel like like there's this element of uh, when you're cold, you know, it kind of pulls the skin tight. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. I feel like I always look more jacked when I'm cold. You ever I thought that? My Not all of you. Well. Not all of you. Not all of you. Well, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'll see a lot of guys running around uh, a little, in the uh, winter in a Speedo. That's right. <laughs> Make sure you have pants on. Long, yeah. baggy pants. Yeah. <laughs> With hand warmers. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I think I think you're right. I don't know. I've always thought that. Like, yeah. oh, when you're, I don't know, it just pulls everything tight. I don't know. But no, so I, I mean, feel like, cold. again, you couple that with, okay, here's a jack dude getting out of the tub, and all of a sudden all the guys are like, oh, gee, I need to be doing that. Yeah, right. When they probably didn't do that to get jacked. Mm-hmm. So exactly. what the, the, the goal today is a few minutes here on what the study is. So it's a meta-analysis, which Nick's over there. I want to see both hands. Salivating. Both hands. Yeah. There both we go. Hands. Yep, I'm good. Just both drinking hands. some coffee here. <laughs> His need is, it's crazy It's right crazy. Now. <laughs> he's, he's twitchy. I always, I feel uh, like the need always fires up when we're doing podcasts. Um, what is neat? Non-exercise activity thermogenesis. That's the people. It, that just, it means I'm shaking my legs. He just shakes all the time. Yeah. New yeah. shoes on too. I like those. Um, so anyway, this is a meta-analysis, which is what, what they did is they take a bunch of studies and they look at um, the consensus among these studies. Um, and it's considered a gold standard because you're taking a bunch of uh, different information in that have all studied the same thing, and you're trying to come to a conclusion about this. Mm-hmm. They're not definite, but they put point us in a po- very strong positive direction, right? Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's kind of a way to just, you know, our whole podcast is simplified. And I feel like that's kind of what meta-analysis systemic reviews try to do is like, let's pull a bunch of things together. And what are the conclusions we can draw? Right. Yep. So the title of this is Throwing Cold Water on Muscle Growth, a systematic review and meta-analysis of the effects of post-exercise cold water immersion on resistance training induced hypertrophy. February 5th, 2024. Hot, hot off the press. Hot. Yep. Burning. You guys think I don't keep up with uh, or prepared for this. I'm always prepared. <laughs> he prepared it at what? He's 8 got o'clock his finger, this morning. Yeah. I think about 20 minutes before we hit record. Your finger's on the pulse. You always you're always in the know. I feel I just get that feeling. Mm. Like the hairs raise up on the back of my neck. Not I don't have any in my head, but uh <laughs> <laughs> So, what this uh, what the title means in a simplified format is uh does does getting in cold water after you exercise um cause a change or lack of change in muscle growth, mm-hmm. right? How right. big the muscle gets. And so I think real quick here, I think the title kind of gives it away, but can you go through simplified, Nick, the physiology of what happens when we lift weights and then why we get muscle change after that? It doesn't have, you don't talk about enzymes, mTOR, leucine, any of that shit. We don't need that? Just basics. Like like I'm a seven-year-old, five-year-old. Okay. Okay, go. So it's kind of like... What you do when you lift weights is you're straining your muscles. This is how I would explain it to my 13-year-old. 
you're straining muscles and it, it's kind of like the exercise itself is, is kind of a negative stimulus to your body, but it produces an adaptation, right? Your body adapts to the stimulus you put on it. And so you get these kind of like micro tears in your muscle. And then what happens is there's a bunch of cells and things in your body that make it regrow stronger. Yep. Is that, Perfect. That's uh, is easy. That, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So the brain senses uh, this something wasn't good for me. Potentially, mm-hmm. it doesn't know it was bad or good, but yep. it seems like, oh, I, I'm getting these tears. These tears are causing these uh, molecules to be released. Mm-hmm. The brain picks up on these molecules and says, oh, we need to go repair those. Yep. Right? Yep. Let's and get that re- some amino acids and things to the area, and we start rebuilding. Yes. Yep. Um, and it gets be- rebuilt bigger and stronger. Every time. Yep. So um, what happens with that that process, that... that uh, process where you're getting these molecules to be released and these signals can last for a significant period of time 24 hours yeah 48 hours depending on how big the stimulus was yeah and the big the big buzzword in all the studies is oh like that's referred to as muscle protein synthesis mps right like okay how long does this mps phenomenon last after you uh lift weights like jason's saying yep and so and this is a big reason why it's been found and touted to drink a protein like whey protein shake immediately post-exercise because the sooner you can flood your bloodstream with protein the faster this process starts to occur and the larger response you can get off of that yeah right right and we talked a couple weeks ago about a new study that showed even up to 100 grams post-exercise caused this continual change over out periods of hours and i mean a long time right yeah what happens is if the sooner you blunt that response, the less recovery you get or the less positive change we get. Mm-hmm. So it's been shown, and I don't know if we've ever talked about this. Maybe we did early on, like even taking antioxidants post-exercise. I was going to say that, right. Has been shown to be bad. Right. Right? Yeah, because, I was going to say, the same. it's kind of the same phenomenon, right? right? Like you're blunting... You know, when you're lifting weights and straining and all that stuff, you're kind of creating a little bit of, of inflammation and you're kicking off some, you know, some ROS, some, some reactive oxygen some heat species. shock proteins. You're right. And the whole idea is if you're taking things that are blunting that, like antioxidants, cold tubs, things like that, it's almost like you're kind of inhibiting your body's natural adaptation that it's going to produce afterwards right NSAIDs, ibuprofen tylenol those type of things you don't want to stop flood your body right that process right right so this this uh cold water immersion study uh again february 5th it's february 8th 10 17 right now you're really proud of this like breaking breaking (laughs) well you know this uh i don't know if the audience knows this and i know it's going to be shocking but i'm usually not the most organized guy yeah what (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no don't no denial of that I, like I, I did think about this i had this thought I, I feel like not to get off track but uh early on when we first started doing this podcast and we were, we were releasing two a week and i thought to really uh get more growth i wondered what would happen if we even returned to something like that or even more frequently where it's just hot off hot off the press what's the new study today yeah you know what i mean well when i send Take you guys 20 minutes, when i send you guys five of them i don't i want a response yeah well, okay, we're going to go, we're going to get off. All right, it. anyway, okay. yep, back so, to what you're saying. this is in the European Journal of Sports Science. This is an early view oh, access. Pri- pri- yeah. I know people. Like a pocket pocket listing? Yep. Um, <laughs> so, what they did is they, they looked for studies looking at resistance training, um, post-exercise, cold water immersion, immersion on gains and measure of muscle growth. 
We're looking at hypertrophy, okay? Mm -hmm. Change. After they uh, scoured the web and Medline and PubMed and Scopus and all these databases, they end up finding only eight studies, which comes to a bigger point. We have all these touted benefits and there's no studies. We talked about this in our first sub-zero shenanigans. Yeah, right. We there's have a not bunch a of bullshit out there, mm -hmm. right? There's not a lot. Even now, probably close to a year later since we did sub-zero shenanigans, uh, there's still not a ton. There's probably even less than when we did it. Yeah. Well, and we had to find studies from the 90s, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Right. So anyway, so what they found out of these eight studies, um, they looked at uh, hypertrophic changes and adaptations. They looked at the size across different cross-sectional areas. So basically, they're just looking at muscles yep. and um, doing imaging studies, MRI, and they're measuring them in different areas and different lengths and widths, and they're seeing if they change. Um, and what they found uh, was that people who were doing cold water immersion after exercise had a negative impact on muscle growth. Bam. I mean, we kind of said this. You're doing the same crap. Right. Nope, for sure. We had talked about in our sub-zero shenanigans, there was a 2015 study titled, which I wonder if this study is in that meta-analysis might be. The title of that one was Post-Exercise Cold Water Immersion Attenuates Acute Anabolic Signaling and Long-Term Adaptations in Muscle to Strength Training, which had kind of concluded the exact same thing. Like, not great uh, if your goal is hypertrophy, which, let's be honest, if you're lifting weights, that's everybody's goal. Right. Um, if your goal is hypertrophy, jumping in a cold tub afterwards, not a good idea. They do end up putting this um, little caveat in there that, there was overall poor, fair to poor quality of all of the studies examined. Okay. Well, that's what I was going to say. There might, I was about to say that, like maybe there actually is more studies than eight, but just they weren't included in this because they no, weren't. No, they threw out, good. they could only yeah. find the eight that were, they, they at least had decent right. data and they were controlled for that type of stuff. Right. Um, but, but to me, and I think this five years from now will be mainstream, to do anything after exercise that's going to slow down any positive uh, healing response, you're in trouble, mm -hmm. right? Right. So it'd be like, I'm going to go drink a bunch of alcohol right after I strength trained, and I'm not going to eat protein. Both of those are probably going to not good, not right? Not good, yep. I got another uh, narrative review here, 2021 title, Post-Exercise Cold Water Immersion Effects on Physiological Adaptations to Resistance Training and the Underlying Mechanisms in Skeletal Muscle. Man. These studies, they got long titles. I know. But again, sport, you know, it, it all comes down to essentially the available data suggests that cold water immersion either A, has no or B, a negative effect on hypertrophy, strength, and power. That's what that uh, study concluded. So again, just kind of a lot of the studies we already talked about, but it's like, yeah, if your goal is increased strength, size, power, doing that may not be the best idea. Yeah, one more meta-analysis just to kind of go along with this topic. Okay. Effects of post-exercise cold water immersion on resistance training induced gains in muscular strength, a meta-analysis. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it was kind of comes back to the same thing that um, if within a few hours of exercise, if you do, if you ice a body part, this was a little bit different, but they would compare like a lower extremity, like quadricep muscle group. Yeah. They saw significant reduction in muscle strength gains. The cold water immersion didn't seem to have as much when you put the whole body in, but it was still a positive outcome. 
okay. of negative strength gains. Um, okay. But even more, and we see this in the sports medicine realm, or you'll even see it, I think, in the gym world. I went and lifted, and I'm really sore. I'm going to go wrap my shoulder in ice, or I'm going to go wrap my knees in ice. And, yeah. And what are we doing here? Yeah, right. right. Yeah, that's kind of where I was wondering about the entire thing. Like a football team finishes up practice, they all go and jump into a cold tub together. Mm-hmm. Is that a bad idea? So this is uh, one of the PhD guys that was in this study basically says, in his mind, if the detriments uh, result from less protein synthesis and blunted anabolic signaling with cold water immersion, then the implications aren't just for resistance training, but any training where MPS and anabolism are important. To me, if I'm a cross-country runner and I'm running a 10-mile race or whatever practice, cross-country and track athletes are notorious for running in and jumping in a bath. Mm-hmm. Am I stopping that positive change? We have studies, and we talked about this before, that pain improves, soreness exactly. improves. Yeah, right. But it has to be is weighed. Is that good? Yeah, right. Right? Right. You have to weigh that against, uh, yeah, the possible detriments, which is a lot of life, right? Trade-offs. Right. So, yeah, but it's a good point, you know. How sore are you? And, you know, you might not, you know, you might want to consider some of the stuff we're talking about before you just go jump in a tub. It kind of goes all the way to me, too, The Like, when we're treating athletes in our clinic, like, the goal for years was to stop inflammatory responses. Yeah. But does the body know something that we don't know? Yeah, it's kicking off all these things, all these inflammatory markers for a reason. Right. You know? Yeah. And if, so. if you're always just blunting that. It could prolong recovery times. Yeah. Yeah. Is uh is there a big difference between joints and muscles though? Does that make sense? Yeah, right. Um I probably. Guess, yeah. I'm I'm guessing it's gonna be similar. Like you're still looking at protein synthesis for any change in tissue growth, right? Like mm-hmm. tissue is all protein. Yeah. Yeah. Everything's kind of made up of these amino acids. But like in terms of like joint swelling, that's what I mean. If it comes down to more we're managing swelling and pain in a joint, you know, I, maybe you could make an argument that it's a good idea if that's your prime. Like, but again, you'd have to be pretty sore because you should consider these things before you go run in there. You know, everything's a trade-off. Yeah. You like, okay, well, you're going to get blunted muscle protein synthesis, you know, now, but if you're really that sore, all right, fine. I know. would say uh, like a big one that's still very mainstream and common. After a pitcher pitches in baseball, Ooh. as soon as he comes off the field, they're wrapping his shoulder or elbow or the whole damn arm in ice. Okay. That's probably a bad thing. Like, we're talking about muscle, tendon, ligamentous tissue that we're trying to stop that blunted, positive, potentially response. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's a problem. Maybe that's why we're seeing all these problems, Zach. Damn, well, I mean, trainers. Well, it <laughs> <laughs> all towards, comes back uh, towards the end of the, my time in the training room. Not that it's completely over, but I would I would recommend to kids all the time. Like, hey, let's not ice right after activity. Let's wait a couple hours. And then when you get home, then you throw a bag of ice on to ice it down then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what study I referenced at that point, but it seemed like it was a growing trend even, you know, six, seven, eight years ago. Yeah. OK. Yeah. It was starting to happen then. Yeah. So you kind of figure, hey, the pitcher. like what's the rush you know what i mean like do you have to really slap it on immediately right you know i mean you could probably wait a few hours i mean you're not going to turn around and pitch again no you know i think that was my whole problem i probably wouldn't be be sitting here if you guys made it to the big my coach just made me ice after every everything well i i I would believe that (laughs) that's an end of one hey i would say um that to me if i'm talking to a patient or i'm talking to an athlete i'm 
without any hesitance, you're not icing within four or five, six hours after lifting. If that's if that's what we're doing here for a positive yeah, right. change, right? It seems like that should be a pretty safe conclusion we could draw. Right. Now, I do know this just from listening to like Joe Rogan. He does it first thing in the morning for this cognitive yeah, exactly. mind over matter type change. And then he gets right out of that and he starts doing a uh, dynamic warm up of push ups and air squats before he lifts. Yeah. And I think he's talked about there's some evidence to support like doing cold immersion, then going to lift mm-hmm. has a little bit better positive response. I couldn't reference any of this. Yeah, right. I haven't looked it up. I was wondering that too, but that's what I was going to say is, okay, is there, you know, when, when people ask about the cold water stuff, is there a place for it? Right. You know, and it's kind of like, I would tend to agree if you're doing it first thing in the morning, cause you get these kind of cognitive benefits, it wakes you up. It just, you feel better through the day. I don't have a problem with it. Is a lot of it placebo, like in my mind, am I thinking probably a lot of it's placebo? I don't know. Probably yeah, at least, right. at least a chunk of it. But if you're, if you're really getting benefit from it, I don't have a problem with people trying it. Yeah. And I think the, the average person doing this uh, if they're going to work out, let's say he gets up at 7 a.m. and he mm-hmm. ice, you know, he does the immersion at 8 and he's working out by 9. Right. If he's doing that consistently at the same time, somebody like Rogan, us, that's not taking a lot of anabolic steroids, their protein synthesis has probably gone down to normal Yeah. by 24 hours. That's good. But if you were going to do it, you know, work out one day at 8 a.m. and work out the next day at 4 a.m. and you're, just, you're all over the place, I think that you could potentially be causing some detrimental effect yeah Yeah. right so if you're not seeing changes especially i would probably stay out of the ice yeah if you're not getting not getting the kind of gains you want to get yeah i mean most of these guys too are probably taking creatine they're probably spending money on supplements and doing a ton of working out and this one thing could be blunting all of that yeah right that's the last thing you want to have happen so all right so stamping it don't Ice after exercise. I think that's a pretty safe conclusion. Talked about a lot of data today. Hot off the press data. So I think so. Okay. Sounds like a plan. Zach, let's Nate, let's title this one a little bit better than Sub-Zero Shenanigans. <laughs> we're getting, yeah, I didn't come gotten out. Better. I don't think I came up with that, did I? <laughs> we were dying laughing all these things we came up with. So everybody go to www.thesimplifiedpodcast.com and subscribe to the newsletter. Thank you. Thank you. The information provided on this podcast is for educational and informational purposes only and is not intended as medical advice. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. No doctor-patient relationship is established by listening to this podcast. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard on this podcast.